It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I am Eric Harley. Wall to wall. Devin Archer coverage continues. (laughs) From the Devin Archer testimony news desk, here's Gary McNamara. Thank you very much, Eric. And here we are, ready to go, as I use my puke voice Uh, to tell you what's going on in the news today. Here's the news. It, it 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 was a huge day on Capitol Hill. It was a, uh, what do they call it? What kind of bomb is it? Uh, Bombshell. Bombshell. It's a a bombshell. It's a a bombshell. It's a bombshell Monday on Capitol Hill. You know, isn't that interesting? We haven't even talked. We didn't even talk about any of this in our pre-show meeting at all. It's funny because we're talking about other stuff. But uh, uh, I just, I do love, do you love the way the media, you know, we live in the bubble of today, whether yesterday was the be-all, end-all. Yeah. And it's just it's just a part of the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. It, and now it's a part of the puzzle that works against the Bidens. Right. But I just like, you know, when when Goldman was out there, you know, talking about it, he's living in the bubble of today as if the only news we have is Devin Archer's testimony. Right. And so, I mean, that that I thought was that I think is just fascinating. Uh, but of course, it wasn't a good day when you take this piece of the puzzle and you and you've got this piece and you put it in and you compare it to everybody else or you you compare it to everything else that has come out since October of 2020 yeah, yeah uh, it's yeah. only still going in one direction and that direction is not good and if you even look at just the bubble of the last 10 days mm-hmm. the complete narrative of the Bidens has changed and and they act as if well no it's always been this way it's always been this way and it has it before we get into the the specific uh, details uh, uh, of it and again we don't have the actual transcript we have right, you know right. what each side is right. is telling us right. but the problem is for the bidens and the democrats is simply this as we told you a couple of weeks ago the poll showed that roughly you know 57% of americans believe that you know the the Biden the the uh, the Biden family is corrupt. That yeah. Joe Biden is corrupt, and even it was thirty seven percent of Democrats. Now, the latest Rasmussen poll: sixty percent say Joe Biden covering up involvement in family deals. Hmm. So that's the problem that Democrats have. They may be living in the du- in the bubble of today. Yeah. Well, Devin yeah. Archer said it meant this, and it meant that, and it meant this, and it meant that, and it meant this. Well, you can't take that testimony alone. Right. That tos- that testimony today does it now. It wasn't good for the Bidens, and, right. and I would right. disagree right. with Goldman completely. Yeah, and and I think at times it was like, wow, are you throwing him under the bus again? I mean, in 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 a way. Well, well he, it, yeah, that's he what had it these phone like. calls, yeah. but they they talked the weather. Yeah. That uh, uh-huh. and and is I got a Jonathan Turley had oh I just got he just I didn't see in any article, but he just tweeted. Uh, <laughs> and let me just find it very quickly here because it was really pretty funny. Uh, and it and it does put things into uh, perspective. <laughs> Representative Goldman insists that the over 20 calls confirmed by Devin Archer 
we're just Joe Biden being a good dad. <laughs> he makes it sound like Biden was checking in on his son's travel soccer team rather than some of the world's most corrupt figures. <laughs> And that's the only thing I saw from Turley all day, and I went, well, that, you know, that, that sort of covers it. But when you have right there 60% believe that Joe Biden is covering up uh, his involvement in, uh, in family deals, yeah. that's the problem that Goldman has. It's the problem that Bidens have. It's the problem that the Democratic Party has. It's the problem that the mainstream media has yes, yes. that has been doing everything to run cover right. uh, for, uh, for, uh, for Biden. Yeah, and, and you know, that's the whole thing, is that what you're looking to do is you're looking to build political will for those of us who do believe that the president is compromised. We believe it's also important to get him out of office as soon as possible. Um, and there are only a couple of ways to do that. The political pressure could build to the point that they actually do get to an impeachment. But we talked about that yesterday, and you made some solid points along the way, saying that if the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, is, and he's, mentioned it so many times you know it's a handful of times in recent days that clearly they are giving this serious consideration and you wondered okay do they have something do they have some solid evidence and if they do and move forward on that then obviously that that evidence that is presented is going to it's going to build right even more political will along the way as it's presented in that process uh, the other part of it would be, you know, I mean, um, and, and so whether he stepped down or there, it, it's not going to get to uh, it, it, the same way that uh, it happened with Nixon. It, if it ever got to a Senate vote and they had overwhelming evidence and it looked like the Senate was going to remove him from office, he would he would resign before that. So you look at that and the fact of the matter is, is that the look, the Justice Department is is tainted. There were there were going to be, and I think we alluded to it yesterday, with Devin Archer's testimony, because it was behind closed doors and because we're getting it secondhand from, from other people, it's not that we don't trust what's going on. It's just it has a different impact. Uh, when the audio cuts or video from testimony, if it's open and public testimony is played over and over again or, it's, you know, when it happens live, um, and it's only carried on Fox News <laughs> and Newsmax, then it's uh, it, it has a different kind of impact. So it it may take a minute for everything that was learned to be analyzed, because I think there will be some more questions uh, that that come up. Uh, who was it? Oh, uh, Margot Cleveland was writing. She wrote a piece yesterday. I got to go back and get it uh, yesterday morning. And it's. It's actually kind of along the lines of what we were saying. I mentioned during yesterday's show, you know, the, all of the fraud, and then the fraud goes right through to the the plea deal. The plea deal itself was fraudulent. If you look at yeah. the way it fell out, there was no mm -hmm. way that it wasn't. That wasn't a mistake. It just happened that the judge caught it. And she brought up some great points, and, and I'll, I will get that because it's important uh, for especially uh, uh, people who actually have more than just 20, 30 years of law and order experience. <laughs> mm. Someone who are actually someone who's actually very uh, uh, educated and educates others on this entire process like Margot Cleveland uh, deserves that. So we'll I'll, I'll get to that. But but the but that's the whole thing is that. You know, it's not it doesn't happen overnight. Sometimes we expect it to wrap up like 
in an hour, like on Law and Order. But it doesn't work that way. And, yeah. and it wasn't going to work that way on Monday unless there was something extremely damning. Um, even the authorities have to take that and assess it and analyze it to see if it's anything is actionable. Well, I'll I'll still I mean, after the testimony uh, yesterday and from what you got from from both sides, I'll still stick with the fact that when as you just uh, mentioned what I was talking about uh, yesterday with the speaker coming out, I believe, you know, my my sense is that McCarthy wouldn't have done that that many times unless the totality of the evidence that exists. You know, for example, Comer came out yesterday and said even more SARS reports coming out. Now, yeah, is that on top yeah. of the SARS extra SARS reports that he talked about last week that put it over 170? Is it now greater than that? So we don't know. One thing we don't know is the suspicious activity reports. We really don't know yeah. what is in there right now. We don't know how the suspicious activity reports, you know, we haven't seen, for example, the American public. We haven't seen, for example, the flow chart of the money going here, 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 and the timeline, you know, for example, when you put that up and you say, okay, here's when the president talked to this person and then this appeared in this account that went here and went through this LLC, then went through this LLC and went through this and then went to these, you know, members of the, of the, of, of, of the Biden family. Uh, and so that's why I believe, and, and if it did get to the point, because I really think that the Republicans, even though they're talking about impeachment, by the way, they are on break now, so they won't be back. They they yeah. went on break uh, last week. Yeah, though, I, yeah, I thought. Yeah, okay, yeah, that, that's yeah, what they, I was wondering yeah, yesterday. They're, yeah, they're yeah they're they're on, they're on break. So by the time they come back in September, I mean we had this today, and then it, it seems like every single day there's something else that is coming out. Nothing ever goes in the president's direction. Nothing. Right. Everything is only going one way, making the. Pre- uh, building suspicions of the, the the president and the Rasmussen poll here, just for a couple of things here. Here's the problem that, that the, the president has. Overall, 60 percent said they believe Joe Biden has been part of an illegal cover up to hide his involvement in Sun Hunter's foreign business deals. So the the public views that he's involved in an illegal cover up. The poll also asked independent voters. Uh, one of Hunter Biden's former business partners says that he, when he was vice president, Joe Biden took part in telephone conversations with foreign clients. How how serious is this? Overall, 60 percent said it was concerning that Hunter Biden uh, reportedly then put uh, by Joe Biden on calls with family business associates upwards of two dozen times. Uh, and so, and these are likely voters, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you, you look at this and that is, that is the problem right there. And more information is coming out every single day. And remember, you're already starting at 60%. If you start even before an impeachment inquiry, if you bring Bobby Linsky before it, if you bring that testimony, if you start showing the, 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 uh, the, you know, the, the, the flow charts, if you bring the whistleblowers back, uh, again, and you tie it all together. That's the problem because you're already starting. Think about it. If you're if you're starting with a jury pool where 60 percent believe you're guilty. Right. And you haven't even presented right. your case yet to the right. American public. It's been piecemeal, but it's never been presented in its totality. You know, of here it is right here. Here's where it goes. 
that's the problem that the Democrats have right now. Yeah. And, you know, that's there. It's there really is nowhere to go for them. You know, they keep moving the goalposts. The goalposts will only go so far. Yeah. But and the goalposts are only moving, being moved in one direction. Yep. Yep. And that's a longer field goal kick every time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and as a Bills fan, you know the pain of that. Well, yes, because when it goes wide right. Wide right. <laughs> uh, I, by the way, um, it was Mark Hemingway that, that actually tweeted it where I saw it. Uh, I'm sure Margot Cleveland did uh, tweet it, uh, but it is a piece in The Federalist, and I am retweeting Mark Hemingway's uh, tweet from uh, yesterday, or X, or whatever we're calling it now. Anyway, it's on Twitter. Normal people still call it Twitter. You sound old. You, 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 you sound defiant like Joe Biden. Come on, Jack. It's called Twitter. We all know it. Uh, but anyway, uh, she uh, makes some solid points in this piece in um, The Federalist. And uh, here's the, uh, the article's title. Are the DOJ and Hunter Biden attempting to commit fraud in federal court? You know, and it gets down to that, that plea deal. And it was one question that that the judge asked Hunter Biden. And it was, uh, let me get to it here. Um, All right, about the legal services, money represented fees for legal services. Hunter Biden had to explain how. I think Owasco PC acted as a law firm entity. Yeah, that's how Hunter replied initially. Margo Cleveland writes, but then immediately equivocated, I believe that's the case, but I don't know that for a fact. Hunter's hedge, she writes, was a tell that what he had just told the court was not the truth, but it was imperative that the president's son caveat his prior statement that his law firm entity was retained to provide legal services for Ho, uh, another person that's a part of this this whole thing, because the judge had made clear that Hunter Biden was under oath and that, quote, any false statements may be used against him in a separate prosecution for perjury, end quote. And we mentioned that yesterday because... Yeah, we did. When, when, it, when it, it, it kind of hit me like a wave, it's something, you know... It's like you're standing in the ocean. You know the waves are coming, but it just hits you like a wave, and you're not. It's renewed all over again. That the fraud goes all the way through the plea deal, right? And and this is where uh, the the legal firm is paying what for other. Yeah, uh, uh, when uh, the judge questioned Hunter about the one million dollars that Patrick Ho uh, paid to Wasco LLC on March twenty second, twenty eighteen, purportedly for legal representation. The president's son was cornered with the government and the, and the defendant both telling the court that the money represented fees for legal services. Again, I'm reading for uh, from Margot Cleveland's piece in The Federalist. Uh, I just tweeted the uh, the uh, another tweet that has the link in it. Hunter Biden had to explain how. And again, that that's where he started with the uh, I think. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm not sure. Uh, he had to caveat that, as she writes, because he realized that he had to make sure that it was not a solid lie. And there's the problem when you look at the plea deal. I'm, I'm grateful we had a judge who was aware and wasn't like Sullivan and, and out of her mind on that day. 
she did her job and caught it, caught a number of things. And, again, that piece by Margot Cleveland is available on my Twitter. 866-90-RED-EYE. How much do you know about synthetic oil? Heavy-duty trucks have been running on traditional mineral oil for the last 100 years. But today's technology brings us other options to consider. Synthetic is better quality. Unlike conventional oil, synthetic oils have a consistent molecular structure, giving it the ability to support pressures from higher horsepower engines, especially at lower RPMs. It also allows oil to reduce friction in an engine, controlling temperatures and improving fuel economy. Lastly, they're cleaner. Synthetics pick up fewer contaminants as they do their job of lubrication. They also have a better oxidation stability, resulting in an overall cleaner engine. This report is brought to you by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella, with advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. Just to explain it very quickly, because we can do it here in just a couple of seconds here, uh, what the what uh, the Margot Cleveland column in the Federalist was talking about is uh, part of the money that, uh, you know, they were looking at income that, that uh, Biden received, and there's a statement of facts that they put out, yeah. and that said uh, this uh, the Patrick Ho paid uh, uh, Biden's LLC, OWASCO, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. uh, Hunter Biden LLC, a million bucks. And right. and uh, so the uh, the judge was asking uh, Biden and the lawyers about it, saying, well, what was the money for? Well, legal fees. Well, you were doing work for him with your law firm. Uh, and it's like, well, no. Well, was- I, I think Owasco was acting as a law entity, a law firm entity entity. Uh, right. But I don't know for sure. Right. And, and then said, did you did you, you know, uh, uh so you had your own law firm as uh, as well, and it's like uh, I think Owasco PC acted as a law firm entity. Yeah, okay, I believe that's the case, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, and and that's really the essence right. of what Margot Cleveland was writing about is that it was very clear clear in in just that one exchange, but also on the on the plea deal itself, on the immunity thing, the right. whole thing reeked of fraud. That yeah. they were going to maybe not to the level of uh, of that, but they were just trying to get one past the court, right? That they were hoping the court would just rubber stamp it, you know, ironclad box and 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 just throw it over, you know, into the deepest part of the ocean. And, That's what they were hoping and, would and happen. not read it because and not as, read it. as we've been told that the she just read that part of it, yeah. the immunity part of it, just before she went into court. Yeah, yeah. Just amazing. It is. We'll we'll get we'll get to the Devin Archer stuff next. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel Six. 
Just something I've noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there... Don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. Consider yourself canceled if you don't listen nightly. Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Here's Democratic Representative Dan Goldman yesterday on the Devin Archer hearings. contradict the president's statement saying that he never talked to any of Hunter Biden Business Associates? Clearly he talked, whether or not the weather or whatever, but he said specifically that he's never talked to them. Doesn't this contradict me? I, I don't know what his comment is, and <laughs> as soon as you, uh-huh. soon as you, right. soon yeah, as you hit that, I don't, I don't need to go any further. Well, I don't know what his comment is, but here's what I think. What, <laughs> you know what's funny is, yeah, and it, what's interesting is, uh, I don't, I don't know what the White House is saying at the moment because it <laughs> seems to be changing every day, but I don't know where the goalpost is because it was right behind us a few minutes ago, but it keeps moving, and it's. Over and over again, there is no way to defend it. There's just no way to defend it. I like where Goldman said that it would be rude for uh, for, for the president not to talk <laughs> yeah. to Hunter Biden's business yeah. associates. Right, right. It's just that like, would just whoa, be it's, rude. It's, it's just be, I mean, he's getting all that money. Oops. I mean, no. I mean, and he just keeps getting in deeper along the way. I mean, if you're getting that much money, at least talk to them on the phone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You got to work for it, don't you? You can't just fire a prosecutor and then not do a follow-up call. Well, this is this is interesting because a couple of things. Uh, Devin Archer uh, saying that Hunter Biden and and Comer even stated it this way, and the Burisma execs called D.C. to get the Ukrainian prosecutor fired. What does that mean? Call D.C. 
That's why, exactly why, why what I what, what why, I asked. What why it, didn't Comer be? Why wasn't Comer specific yeah, on that? Yeah. What is what, what does, does that mean? That mean? Who yeah. called exactly who, and who else was responsible or part of that chain of events that led to that? What, right. what does that right. mean? Who did you call in D.C.? Right. You know, it's yeah. I just got off the phone with D.C. What does that mean? You called WMAL and talked to Larry O'Connor? <laughs> exactly. I mean, is that what you did? I mean, that's, 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 That'd that's, be a great <laughs> conversation. He's probably not, not going to commit any fraud for you, but... No, I, I just I just said Larry's name because I saw him. I, I saw him tweeting about this yesterday. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. so I just <laughs> that would have been a scoop. <laughs> Larry's going to come in in a few hours. What did I do? <laughs> but Larry, Larry's going to have to. What I've got to testify now? Yeah, what what, what is, is this? What are those idiots on Red Eye talking about? They're going to. Those guys are paying for my lawyer. They're going to pay for my lawyer. Uh, but yeah, I know this. You know, I. It, it, I read that and I thought, because I went to search other sources, and I I just thought, well, maybe someone didn't have the entire Comer quote or something. What do you, what do you mean he called DC? What? Whoa! Stop! David Coverdale, a white snake. <laughs> what? Who did? Who did call? DC. That's actually who they. That's what they call him. That's they call him DC. I know. The that's why I laughed. It's like who's DC? <laughs> You know, the the question is seriously who who did he call? It would be right. I don't know. Do, who do you call to fire a prosecutor in another country? Right, and and that's why. And again, that's why you need the vice president. Uh, that, <laughs> oh, who, who's in charge? Oh. Who, who's who's in charge of Ukraine oh. for, for the for the White House? Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, but I forgot. No, I, but but I I don't no. want to hear stuff from the Republicans like call DC. Yeah, right. Well, is that what he said? Well, did you ask him what that meant? Call DC. Right, because you know, that would be well, if, explain that. Right. Yeah. If in you know in that back and forth, then the the people that are interviewing or questioning or you know. Uh, I don't know, interrogating, whatever, uh, would stop. And and it and at least Comer, because it wasn't the lawmakers that were doing the interrogate. Well, wait a minute. Did any were any lawmakers present during it? Yeah, Goldman they, was. The, Goldman Gold, said he Goldman was there. Goldman was there, yeah, and, yeah. and and I know Comer was there, right? Wasn't he there? He was. He was on site. Yeah, he was. He was in there. He yeah, said so, he was there. Yeah, yeah. And so, but I don't know how much of the questioning they were able to do. I, I'm guessing they can. No, I think the investigators asked the question. I, they just I know they do directly, but, but I guess my question is, can any of the lawmakers submit questions to them and, and say, hey, can you ask them about this? I don't know. But ultimately. Well, I'm sure since it's a Republican-led. I would think so. Yeah. That the Republicans at Comer has had discussions with the investigators about mm-hmm. what questions they wanted to ask. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Democrats had input on that. Yeah. Well, I guess my question is during uh, along the way as they're as they're doing it, uh, you know, on the fly. But nonetheless, the the question is, all right, what does that mean? And ultimately, did we learn anything new? That would have been my first question. Was there something that the committee didn't know that they learned today that is a key detail? Because Jim Jim Jordan said yes. That was the... um, But I didn't get specific. Yeah, that, that was... That would, there were a couple of items they they kind of expanded on. Uh, Comer mentioned the uh, the you know maybe the uh, more SARS or something or you know I don't but the question is that's where I would go. 
Because you're building again, you're building the yeah, political Yeah, but the, the SARS is separate from the hearing. The SARS report was the Treasury Department. That was, right, they, the so they didn't right, discuss that no, during during right. the uh, during the questioning today. No, I don't. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't. I, I didn't see that reported okay. that they. All right. The SARS was a separate story. The Comer just saying they have more SARS reports. Uh, okay, uh, I had know, lumped that in. C- then. Okay, you know, coming in. All right. No, Jim Jordan said no. They learned new details in this, but yeah. he did not say. Yeah. I, I didn't see in that article what it was, which is really why I want the transcript because everything else is it, basically exactly people just giving their opinion of you know of what the testimony uh, well, uh, was. And so, I want. I want. Uh, Jonathan Turley and Margot Cleveland to read the transcript, analyze it, and then give us <laughs> give us a report before well, our show tomorrow. <laughs> well, I mean, the the, the 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 thing is, I mean, Goldman was saying, well, they they didn't discuss uh, 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 business, but you you know, you can't again, you can't you can't take anything as you know the the as bub- the one thing the the one the one bubble yeah, of the statement yeah. because the smoking gun because Archer yeah. apparently also said. Barisma would have gone under if it wasn't for the brand. Now, what does the brand mean? Yeah. I don't know yeah. what the brand means. No, no, I saw you that. Know, and, By the way, I saw is, that trending and I was like, right. yeah, what is, what is, what, right. Tell what, me what brand is he talking right. about in a proverbial sense? Is he talk? what's he? Well, because, because that's Goldman was saying, well, the brand is Hunter. The brand is Hunter. It's Hunter's brand. Well, so they were selling. Well, what did Hunter have to? And and see, this is what okay. this is what they can't win. They can't win right. the fact that Hunter has no brand. He didn't do it. Well, Hunter only had access to Joe. Influence, right? That's the brand is influence. influence, right? The the brand is the bridge to the White House. Right. And I think the Republicans should have done a better job in explaining that today. They don't need to explain it today. They can explain that down the road mm-hmm. at, at another hearing, but uh, you and I are always nitpickers. It's like, I want it slam dunk every day, and I want everything explained to me clearly every yeah. single day. Right, right. And, uh, you know, and I didn't get it. Right. And, you yeah. know, and that's, that's you know, and again, I'm not saying that the Republicans are hiding anything, because right. I still believe that the the totality of all the evidence that exists so far and Devin Archer's testimony, even from what I've heard, even looking and saying, okay, what's Goldman actually saying here? It still only moves in one direction, and that's against Joe Biden yeah, yeah. because of the massive shift in narrative over the last 10 days, as we have seen, and even the shift from, uh, from, you know, from, uh, from, from Goldman. And then Goldman, again, isn't the greatest spokesperson after he basically was the one that blew up. Because remember, after De- after after he said last week, or was it last week, or was it last week, or the week before? It uh, was the week before. The, the that, week before, about the with, uh, the bank statements with, or, with the with the whistleblowers, where yeah. he where he <laughs> basically said that you know Biden knew the business that his you know knew what his son was doing when he, when he was trying to argue. Oh, okay, well, yeah, yeah, and it was just like it was embarrassing uh, at that point when he did that. He's not a good spokesperson. He really needs to uh, to shut up. Uh, I thought that he was pausing many times where he didn't know actually what to say. And uh, so nothing really went in the Democrats' direction. Hmm. It all went in a particular way. But did you get the smoking gun based on the analysis of it? The smoking gun were bribe money, for example. Not that it has to go to Biden. If it goes to his family, fine. But did you get from either the analysis from the Republicans or the Democrats, the slam dunk to say, okay, impeach now. No. No, you didn't. 
No, you didn't. But now, with the totality of what they have, do they have enough? They might. I'm just talking sure. about yesterday sure. alone. Right. And you can't do that, though. You can't take. Mm. And we tend to do, not us, but the media tended to do that yesterday. You saw it on both sides. This is enough. Impeach. Well, explain. Well, yeah, you right. T- you know, e- explain. What was, what's new that came from today that adds to the pile? I mean, I know it's another person. It's another witness. And, and that is important. But what else did, what is it, what unique items did the witness bring that wasn't already known or suspected? Right. And, and you know, we're just asking questions here uh, with uh, no expertise whatsoever. And, and. That's what it comes down to. But you pointed at the polls earlier. You know, when you've got you've got a you know, that's politically those are those are solid numbers. Well, don't put us the down. Ma- the we majority. Do, we we uh-huh. do. We do have expertise analyzing investigations. We've done it. for Well, we, we've done we've it done for, it for a long decades. Time. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, we this have. isn't I mean, you can yeah. like I said, you know, you said it yesterday. Don't say we don't have expertise. What is it? Thirty five years of law and order. Yeah. Yeah. And some of that with iced tea. Someone does does a bit. Oh, it was um. Oh, uh, John, John, what's his name? Oh my gosh, just I, I just blanked on his name. Uh, that uh, did one of his bits. It says iced tea always in that in in Law and Order SVU always sounds confused. You mean to tell me that guy likes to look at pictures of little kids? Do you know why you're here? <laughs> That's your job, exactly. Uh, John Mulaney, right? The right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so I mean, it it uh, it was it was damaging because most of the information we were told was coming out anyway. We knew mm-hmm. this. We knew it, but you know, we knew it beforehand. Some of the things that I want explained in more detail, and they may have it. You know, because yeah. when they said the brand, well, what's the brand? Yeah. I mean, there's right. every question that you have out of it. And again, the Republicans may provide it here in the next couple of weeks. They've done a pretty good job explaining it day in and day out. I mean, we we know we know that it looks extremely damaging to the president. Sixty percent of Americans believe the president's involved in a in an illegal cover up mm-hmm. of of all of this. So it's it's pretty clear uh, none of it's going in the Democrats' direction. I'm telling you right now, they're really really worried because we say, well, what's the brand? Well, the brand was Hunter, and Hunter himself, with Devin Archer, could provide the necessary services for what these people were asking. Right. That's yeah. a load of horse manure. Yeah, we all is. know it. It is. The brand is Joe Biden. Exactly. But they, you know, and, and so Comer and them said it was Joe Biden, but did Devin Archer himself mean that it was Joe Biden? Because also when Devin Archer said, that's where I want to tie together. When Devin Archer said they couldn't have gotten anything, you know, unless, you know, the president was involved in it. Well, that right, right there yeah. to me yeah. that, you know, and, and so just tie all those together because that was that was Damien. They couldn't have got anything without the brand. Yeah. Well, that doesn't sound like they're talking about Hunter Biden. Sounds like they're talking Joe Biden because that's what the brand. What's the brand? The brand is, what can you do for me? I can use my father to help you. I mean, if you say Trump Industries, I know what the brand is. There's a whole list. I can't name. We don't have the time to name all of the products that he's involved in. But I can tell you 
what he does to build his wealth and did for decades. Goldman said, well, the Bidens, they're they're a brand like uh, the Trumps or the Clintons. (laughs) You might not have wanted to put the Clintons in there as a brand. Yeah, you know what? He should have just stopped at Trumps, right? I mean, he'd still be very wrong, right? but he throws the Clintons in. It's like, whoa, whoa. (laughs) I know, he threw the Clintons in. He went too far. Wow. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's yeah, safe. I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. So you got you got an email oh my advising gosh. us of yeah, something this, that we had talked about earlier? And and Mike great, makes a great point, so Mike writes us in an email. Uh, you're going to have to use Patrick Ho's first name anytime you're talking about Hunter. It can be a little confusing. <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right, Mike. <laughs> I didn't mean. I didn't mean to uh, cause any confusion. Because you know, also, the words prosecution and prostitution sound very similar. So that's probably well, you want to make sure your hearing is good at you that. You know something? When I was in Little League baseball, there were two brothers. Their last name actually was Whores. Oh wow! And I used mm-hmm. to just scream you know, at them and go, come on, whores. And there's my parents with their heads like, oh, uh-huh. my God, no, yeah. no. Yeah. And they eventually changed their name, last name to Daly. Yeah. They really did. I mean, I'm not making that up. Wow. So wow. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, eventually you would have to, right? I mean, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well. Because uh, had I they was... not done that before the social media age, it would have yeah. been all over. I mean, yeah. yeah. And, and I had no idea as a kid what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the Hour News is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. 
All across America and around the planet, 866-90-RED-EYE. We are Red Eye Radio. That's why we have Red Eye on our phone number and all that other stuff. Hello. 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 <laughs> Uh, yeah, here's where it was. Uh, I saw it, the headline here, Devin Archer interview, very productive. In Biden family probe, Jordan says, Jordan says uh, during uh, uh, hearing recess at Hunter Biden's former business associate has revealed new information. Uh, so that's where I got yeah, it from. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, All right. Well, um, and, like, and that would be that. This is what what we were asking last week and leading up to this and yesterday on the show is, all right, what are we going to learn and how soon are we, the public, going to learn it? Uh, that's why I question the break. Okay. I, I understand they do work through the break. They're not on vacation. Uh, they go back to their home districts. Uh, that's uh, part of campaigning, but, but also part of addressing issues back home. But those are the things that we we look for as the everything starts to come together here. The real smoking guns, if they exist, are going to be, I don't know, recorded phone calls, maybe. But the money trail. And there's no way that the IRS doesn't already have that. There's no way that the money trail doesn't exist. The question is, does oversight is, is oversight aware of it? Does the have they been asking the FBI for it and they're not responding? I would think we would hear that, right? That we're asking for the FBI for a number of things and you know when it comes to the money trail and we know about the SARS reports. We're being told along the way, and those numbers have kind of gone up and the amount of money that they believe according to oversight, according to the GOP in the House, uh, that they believe that the family uh, received, that has increased along the way. And the, so, and the only way you would know that is you have, because of the SARS report, yeah. you know how much money was being funneled right. through those LLCs yep. Yep. and into what bank accounts they went in. Right. So right. you have all that. The public is the public knows the general number, but the public hasn't seen the, the entire flow chart right. of here's what happened, here's the timeline, here's the time that, uh, that Hunter talked to this person, here's what Joe said at this point, here's when they met a week later, this account got this money which flowed here and flowed here and... and that's what you need, and it needs to be presented. But remember, we have actually have three years of all of this. And one of the other things that was brought up is the the stuff inside of Hunter's laptop mm-hmm. that gives specific details mm-hmm. and even more emails, a lot of it not released yet. Right. And so there's a ton of things that the Republicans haven't released. And I go again, and it, it's on gut feeling, but with uh, McCarthy coming out and, and saying um, – you know, that saying that uh, an impeachment inquiry is a possibility for him to say that m- means, number one, they want the Democrats to know that we've got more than you think. That's yeah. why you do right. that. We've yeah. got more than you think. Right. And it also shows a confidence that they are tying a ton of things uh, to uh, uh, together. I do want to read Jim uh, Garrity's column, though. I don't know if you saw it. Abracadabra, the illusion of access, because yeah. Yeah. this is where it went to yesterday. Part of the thing was. Well, Hunter Biden was just – and we said this was going to happen. Yeah. By the way, yeah. we – because as we said, as the as uh, the narrative constantly evolves – Right. Well, he knew nothing. Uh, he's never right. talked any time to, 
anything. It was nothing about his business uh, dealings whatsoever. We knew that was a lie once the voicemail uh, came out. But then yesterday, the Democrats and the media were pushing, well, it's it's uh, the illusion of access. You know, It was actually Hunter just pretending. Hunter was doing it all. And we figured that after the plea deal went down, the Democrats started getting to the point of saying, okay, it's time to throw Hunter under the bus. It was all Hunter. Everything was an illusion of access. He was using his father. Even, uh, <laughs> what's his name, um, Goldman said yesterday, mm-hmm. well, his father was there. He didn't even know who was at the business meetings. And I no. went, well, that's believable that Biden is so clueless. I don't know anybody. Is. And I go, yeah, yeah, all right, right, that might be believable to some people out right. there. Yeah. Well, Biden was there and his son was using him because Biden, it's interesting because at the same time, I thought about this. I, I said, is Goldman trying to tell the American public, we all know that his cognitive abilities is shot to hell, and it was back then, too. So at the same time that they're saying, no, he is as bright and quick-minded as you could possibly be, that they wish to use that as a defense for the illusion of access and Hunter just using his father. Yeah, because his- we we kind of alluded to this yesterday as well. We brought it up. Could there be a defense of uh, positioning that Hunter was kind of doing all of these things but Joe wasn't actually aware, right? Mm-hmm. And that inevitably has to be the the firewall that they hit. Well, look, now we've learned about Hunter. In fact, the president is just learning about his own son and all of the things that he did. And, oh, it's shameful, but Joe didn't know about it at the time. Well, okay, but all these family members, as you lined it out yesterday, yeah, but all these family members getting money? Right, and and, and that's what the public sees that. The public right. knows. Yeah. Something stinks right. is what the public believes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jim Garrity writes, relax, everyone. This afternoon, CNN reports that a source familiar with the closed-door <laughs> interview of Devin Archer by the House Oversight Committee says that Archer's former business partner, Hunter Biden, was selling the illusion of access to his father, but not real access. Uh Representative Dan Goldman, a Democrat on the panel, told reporters that Archer told the committee that Hunter Biden uh, did put his father on speakerphone in the presence of business partners, but that business was never discussed. First, uh, this means Biden's previous pledge, I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else Anything having to do with their businesses, period, was at the minimum misleading. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the mm-hmm. position, that's sarcasm, by the way, if mm-hmm. anybody doesn't know Jim Garrity. Yeah. The position of the Bidens is that Joe Biden got on the phone with Hunter Biden's business partners more than 20 times, but business was never discussed in any of those discussions. When the White House uh, Press Secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre, suddenly shifted explanation to the president was never in business with his son. It was significant, a concession that indeed Biden had talked to his son's business partners. Mm -hmm. Second, how is the ability to put clients on the phone with the vice president an illusion of access and not, you know, access? (laughs) You know, access. (laughs) Perhaps holograms were involved. (laughs) 
Or Hunter Biden would ask his clients to pick a card. Any card. Any card. Is this your card? <laughs> Apparently, it was all smoke and mirrors. An illusion that would marvel Houdini uh-huh. and stump David Copperfield, Penn and Teller, would be left scratching their heads. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. That's just great. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Perhaps holograms were involved. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So it'll be interesting oh, to, to to uh, get to uh, get it all. But that, as we said earlier, with the polling, that's the problem that the uh, that the president has. Meanwhile, uh, new uh, new news yesterday: House Republicans launch an investigation into the Justice Department's decision to sign off on Hunter Biden's sweetheart plea deal mm. that was rejected by a federal judge last week. Fox News Digital obtained the letter sent Monday by House Judiciary Committee uh, Chairman Jim Jordan. Uh, and a House Oversight and Accountability Committee Chairman James Comer and House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Jason Smith to U.S. Attorney Merrick Garland that asked for additional information on the DOJ's approval of the deal. So I don't know hmm. what they're. I don't know what power they have, or whether they just want more transparency on the deal. That's what they're saying. Look, we're, we have oversight over you. You tell us what this deal was. Given recent unusual events relating to the department's plea and pre-trial diversion agreements with Mr. Biden. We write to better understand the department's decision to sign off on such an apparently uh, atypical agreement, the committee chairman wrote. The letter noted that multiple provisions within the agreement that were concerned to the judge and said they uh, raised serious concerns about how the department handled this matter. It also noted that uh, the troubling provision that would have prevented charges against Hunter Biden if he had violated the agreement and accused the DOJ of potentially shielding him from congressional oversight by claiming investigations into the president's son uh, is still on uh, ongoing. The chairman requested the DOJ to provide information relating to the pre-trial diversions if offered in other cases uh, in the last 10 years. Show us that you've done this before, is what they're saying. Right. As well yeah. as a generalized description of the nature of the department's ongoing investigation concerning Hunter Biden and an explanation of why the department originally agreed to a plea agreement uh, if other investigations concerning Hunter Biden uh, were not yet complete, hmm. are still ongoing. The deadline to uh, for the DOJ to respond to the letter's demands no later than 5 p.m. August 14th, 2023. Don't be surprised if they don't respond. Right. Well, I said that. That was not in the right. article. Yeah. I just... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so interesting. And again, uh, the problem is with the Democrats is the totality of the evidence that exists so far. And if you sit in the bubble of today, which a lot of the reporters and the mainstream media is doing, well, uh, that doesn't show anything. When you take the totality of everything that we have, which is all the information from the laptop, a lot that we still don't know about. Uh, you also have the business partners, including Bobby Linsky, Schwerin. Uh, you, you've got Devin Archer. And whatever the transcript will come out in that, if if uh, points that we want clarified are clarified uh, there, you have the whistleblowers. But really, I think one of the most important things you have, you actually have the solid evidence that the public, this is the big thing. When the public heard that, that's what really changed the yeah. public. Yeah. When the public heard that there were, and the story came out yesterday that, there was a story last week. Uh, it wasn't a story. I saw he actually was, um, uh, Comer was on some interview, 
and said now it's 170 um, SARS. SARS reports. And he said yesterday, apparently, that there are uh, that there are more. And just trying to find the article here. I had it somewhere here. Uh, that there are actually uh, more mm. uh, out there. Mm. And, okay, and I'm going through everything, and it just seems like, uh, okay, don't know where it went. Is that it here? Okay, it's somewhere. Uh, I'll, I'll yeah, here we go. Uh, Breitbart, James Comer, yeah. Treasury Department, has several dozen more suspicious activity reports on Biden's. This is from yesterday. I'm guessing this is what uh, uh, you were uh, talking about. Uh, President Joe Biden's Treasury Department has another several dozen suspicious activity reports that relate to the Biden's House Oversight Committee chair, James Comer, revealed uh, last week. Comer revealed the Biden's family, the Biden family business caused six bank Biden family business caused six banks to flag more than 170 large amounts of money in SARS to the amount uh, or to the uh, Treasury for review, 20 more than previously known. SARS often contain, quote, often contain evidence of potential criminal activities such as money laundering and fraud, and, and quote, according to a 2020 Senate report. Again, reading here from Breitbart. Speaking Sunday on Fox News, Comer said there are another several dozen, several dozen in quotes there, SARS that were filed on individuals that could provide more wire transactions to the Bidens. Okay, I don't know then if that's on top of the 170 or that that's, was. That's from what the it sounds like yeah. because it's a separate right. sentence, uh, separate okay. from that 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 last paragraph, and it, it sounds like right. um, that it is. And so several dozen. Well, gosh, several dozen. Then that puts it into well the, over 200. The 200, the 200 range. And and that's that's the problem when you have nine or ten different. I've still seen two different stories here, nine or ten different uh, Biden family members that have received cash. When you have twenty made up corporations, which are just to funnel cash, the public isn't stupid. Right. The public understands and go. Why do you need the LLCs? Why not just give the money to them directly? Right. Why are LLCs set up? Everyone knows that people aren't stupid. They understand yeah. how money laundering works, how you try to hide how you try to hide payments. It doesn't make any sense. If Hunter Biden was in a business and wanted to give money to his family, just give money to your family. Why are you setting up twenty LLCs? Why are you setting up twenty fake corporations to funnel money through to nine or ten different family members? Everybody right. knows that stinks. Everyone. There is right. every Democrat listening right now knows that stinks. Right. That's the problem because that's when everything really changed. That's when you have seen almost consistently, and we'll see what happens. You know, I, I don't know if much is going to happen yesterday because uh, we haven't seen the, uh, the the transcripts. But the totality of everything, but I think the basis is the public looks at the wire transfers, the suspicious activity reports, banks flag them. We're not Republicans. Right. Banks, this looks like money laundering, 20 different corporations set up to move money through it that have no purpose that go to nine or ten different Biden family members explain that they can't. Yeah. Because as soon as they say, well, it was the Biden family business, which was what? Right. Come well, on. well, it's the brand. Well, yeah. the brand was the brand is. And that's the thing. They're running out of 
This is why the Republicans need to pound these people with questions, which is, well, what what was the brand that Hunter, if it, the, the, the brand was Hunter, what was Hunter selling? Right. Was it the illusion of access? So he was taking uh, advantage of his loving father. Is that going to be it? The cocaine addict was taking advantage of his loving father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But nothing ever happened, right. even though exactly what people wanted, these corrupt individuals in different countries, actually happened. Exactly. Yep. 86690-RED-EYE. Least owner-operators should be aware of four common revenue myths, lest you fall into the trap of mistaking revenue for profit. Myth one, concentrate on increasing revenue because costs will take care of themselves. This is not true, as costs are fundamental to the profit equation and the area where owners exert the most control to improve. Myth two, more revenue per mile is the answer to all problems. Though carrier pay packages differ in structure, revenue per mile really doesn't change much from company to company, but there can be a big difference in miles, overall gross revenue, reimbursements, and fees. Myth three, all you have to do to be successful is run a lot of miles. In reality, revenue is only half of the profit equation. Costs are the other half. It's possible to generate a lot of revenue, yet spend a dollar ten to make every dollar. Myth four, you can tell how well you're doing by the size of your settlement check. The settlement check is only a part of the success picture. Miles driven, loads hauled, conditions, mechanical problems, time off, and especially costs all have to be considered. Owner-operator business 101 is provided by Shell Rotella with advanced synthetic technology. For more information, go to OverdriveOnline.com to the Overdrive's Partners in Business section of the website. For more detail on Business 101 and many other topics. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Hurley, and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. Mm. Uh, download our Red Eye Radio app today and listen when and where you want. Yes, okay. and thank you. Uh, yeah, so um, that's uh, that's where we are. It's going to be interesting to see where all this goes now. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're into uh, to August. I've always mm-hmm. thought. I mean, will they? Will there be an impeachment inquiry? Will they instead have hearings and bring everything? Uh, you know, uh, before the American people first. Right. And, you know, and because I've always believed that the Republicans and the Republican leadership especially does not want to impeach Biden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll get into more of that coming up. 866-90-RED-EYE. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. 
That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. Let's go to Barry in California concerning uh, the uh, <laughs> Devin Archer testimony yesterday and more. Uh, hi, Barry. You're on Red Eye Radio. Hey, what do you guys think about uh, the Republicans hiring maybe 50 forensic accountants to start taking these dollars where they came from, connecting them to which corporations they went to, and then which bank accounts they went to. It seems like it shouldn't be that difficult. There's only 20 of these LLCs. There's only, what, you know, less than $50 million. It shouldn't be that difficult. But it seems like they've done that already. Connect. Yeah, it, that's, they, 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 they know they, well, they haven't made a complete case of it. The what? So where, where does where do the dollars end up? Where are the dollars? Do they all end up buying Biden houses or Biden real estate or LLCs that well, are that, owned by Joe well, Biden? One of, one of the problems is they can't release the SARS reports yet because you you cannot you're not their banking records. And Comer said a couple of weeks ago. They're not able to release the details of what they they know. But we do know that they know of the 20 LLCs and they know it's either nine or 10. I've seen stories both that nine or 10 different family members received money. So they know what the bank accounts are and they Mm -hmm. know what money went where. Mm -hmm. They just can't release because banking records are private. And I don't know what point they have to get to. That's a we said a couple of weeks ago. Somebody needs to ask Comer that question. Well, when can you release it? What is the point when you can release it so the American public understands? And that question hasn't been answered. But it does seem like, because they know how many Biden family members it went to, that they know what the accounts are. That's the only way you'd know who it went to yeah, is based right. on the accounts. Right, right. And so they probably have, I guess you would call it forensic accountants, that have looked at it. And yeah. that's why we want more information on all this because yeah. we believe Thanks, Barry. that Barry. That's probably that. That is the key right there. Now the, the money the, trail. The the key is the money trail. Yeah. Yep. That's what you want, start to finish. And you're right, right, Barry. That's where we want to. What we want to know is where it ended up. Okay, so you're 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 working out the entire quid pro quo, and one is the flow of the money and where it went, and who benefited directly, who got it directly, whether it was in the form of, you know, payments. For a house or payments for work done or payments uh, in cash or whatever. And then, of course, uh, what favors were done in return. And was there an ask that was, you know, uh, that, that was uh, even an indirect ask, ask that was, all right, you fire this guy, get this guy fired or take care of these problems so we can set up business and do this. Um, that's what. It's it sounds like I'm oversimplifying, but that's those are the trails. 
It's the it's each direction of the quid pro quo. What actions did he as vice president take? And also the when on the money. You know, when you talk about the flow of the money. Um, well, that's where did it end up? And by the way, I don't know if um, the caller knows, but uh, they did uh, uh, mentioned here in the Breitbart article, and I think some people know that Comer uh, was actually on the uh, a board of directors for a bank for 10 years. And he said recently in an interview, he said that it is it would be very rare if you had more than two SARS reports. Uh, typically, a bank would not let you open another a- account. You couldn't open a new account if you've got more than a couple of SARS. Because they don't want to be. They don't want to be seen as, as facilitating if, money if it's known that those that that exists that that activity there's a pattern of that behavior and any more than one incident would be development of a pattern then they don't want to be seen as part of your shell corporation or your you know your uh your 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 scheme your money laundering any of that they want to make sure that that's that's why they exist that's well, why they and, send well, up the red flag and- to the Treasury Department. And you asked the question, is that why it was yeah. other bank accounts were open in other family members' names? So you look, is, yeah. is, is because of the fact that Hunter, and, and we're just, again, this is pure speculation, but is that why it went to so many family members is because the, you know, uh, the bank that he was dealing with or other banks were suspicious of what he was doing? Right. It, did he run out of, uh, again, he, couldn't open an account, and so he just uses uh, a family member, and 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 pays them. the The other point I think is important to make. We said, look, you you don't need a direct line of of money to the president to charge him with bribery, right? Uh, if if right. that's what went on, because right. it doesn't matter whether you benefited; it's whether you took a bribe and. If you give it to your money, if I take a bribe and give it to Eric, mm-hmm. I'm still taking a bribe. Mm-hmm. But it is a slam dunk if they can, because that was one of the things that was talked about way, way back in 2020, that there were home improvements that were done for Joe Biden. Remember right, that? Right. Remember that? There were certain things, services that were done instead of money going to him. That came, If you can get that, if you can figure out you know, you know that money and where it went, whether it went to services or whatever things you might not be able to trace back. For example, maybe you didn't buy a home, but you bought furniture, you bought lawn stuff, a new lawnmower, you know, just a new, you know, maybe a new vehicle, whatever. Those things may be under the radar, but if you can get the money trail to that, mm. then you basically have, you have him at that point. Because then he can't deny. You cannot at that point. It's impossible to make the argument, well, he didn't know. Right. And what they're trying to do right now is saying this entire enterprise, this is where I believe Goldman is going, and we predicted this, that the entire enterprise was all Hunter. This was Hunter selling the illusion of access to his father, that his father is just a loving uh, 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 a loving old man 
who has lost his cognitive ability to know where he's at at any time. He's become basically Hunter is taking advantage of Uncle Leo. Yeah. Did you ever Hello. see the did you ever see the one where Uncle <laughs> you ever see the one where Uncle Leo steals? And it's yeah. like and, it, yeah. and it's like it's yeah. like what do you mean? He goes, Oh no, all all retired people steal. Right. What? Yeah. What? Oh yeah. 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 If if they pull me over, I go what? I I don't know. I'm old. I don't know. Yeah. The, the Uncle Leo defense <laughs> is what it looks like. Goldman is trying to the Uncle Leo yeah. defense for right. for uh, for for Joe Biden uh-huh. that the entire enterprise was set up. Everything the the thirty million dollars, whatever it is, twenty to thirty. Some have said fifty, but the tens of millions of dollars that went to Biden family members. This entire you know, this entire enterprise and or conspiracy, because you need more than one person to set it up, mm-hmm. uh, that it was all done on an illusion that that uh, there was Joe, access to Joe, that there was access to Joe. But there mm-hmm. really wasn't, even though the things that these corrupt individuals, foreign corrupt individuals wanted actually happened. Uh-huh. And then Joe Biden bragged about it. Still, that's just the, you know, the ramblings of a senile old man. It's basically Uncle Leo not knowing where he is. And all this enterprise, all of this illusion of access to four different countries. And, you know, four different uh, countries and entities and, and people, corrupt people. All were fooled by Hunter Biden that they just had the illusion of access and they were willing for the illusion of access to reward Hunter Biden and his family with tens of millions of dollars. That's a defense right now from Goldman. Right. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'm going to lay out for you a story today. And if I were to write a book about this story, I would title it The Old Man and the Addict. Yeah. And the addict was on such a tear in his drug-addled mind, created this illusion of access to people to gain wealth for himself. And while the former vice president and now president certainly talked to a couple of people and took some pictures along the way. He was just an old man trying to do right by his son. Because he loves him. Because he loves him. You forgot the love in there. Because he loves him. Right. This is nothing more. Joe Biden is guilty of nothing but love. Love is love. And love is love. And gee, your hair smells terrific. I can see him in meeting. All right, what are we going to do here? Yeah. You know, remember they use it for gay marriage? Love is love. Can mm. we use it here? Yeah, love is love. Can 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 love is love is love was used Family for gay first. marriage. That's what uh, Chris Cuomo used. <laughs> <laughs> love is love. We we succeeded over here. Can we use it? Can we use it to defend bribery? <laughs> right. Well, you know, and, and this is the problem with this whole illusion of access. Um. Now. That's the new, again, uh, the new defense, is that you're changing it more and more. What you're doing is, oh, okay. I think it was Molly Hemingway who yesterday tweeted, 
something to the effect of because somebody else had tweeted about what Goldman was saying. And she was tweeting, well, Goldman is laying out that and admitting that Biden lied about knowing about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not knowing about the business. Yeah. And and so you you're changing the dynamics of the, the entire story over and over again. Any seasoned investigator with any level of experience will tell you when the story changes that often, they're lying. Yeah, of course. And the American public knows. Yep. And the money trail won't lie. No. And and, and it doesn't, and that, ha- as you mentioned, it doesn't have to be Joe Biden with a bag of cash. No. It is his family. And did he do something? Was there a quid pro quo? And can you demonstrate that? If the answer is yes, it's over. There's nothing else to discuss here. I mean, people will be discussing it, but in terms of the case itself and the presidency of oh. Joe Biden, it is done. And and again, I, I don't, I think the goal, remember, they're not a court. No. The, 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 the Republicans, but it is, pol- it, it is political yeah. and it is yeah. to, uh, it is to, uh, I believe th- that's what politics does. You you wish to damage the other side, which is damaged already. When sixty percent believe the president's involved, sixty mm-hmm. percent of likely voters believe the president's involved. Likely in, Ill- in the illegal corrupt act of covering up his family business. Yeah, uh, you're succeeding in damaging the other side, and I don't think that they actually want to go through the whole the whole impeachment process. But I do believe that they, I think, my my senses are, they believe, and this is why McCarthy said it twice, three times last week, said impeachment inquiry, they want to scare the Democrats, and they also, you know, you don't know what we have, but we've got stuff. And the one thing that everybody is scared to death of is the Democrat side, because now you've got people saying, no, 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 from mm-hmm. Bob Ulinsky and everything mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. he's corrupt. You see the emails from the laptop. Yeah, you've yeah. got the IRS whistleblowers. Right. Now it's the money trail. Right. The money trail is what destroys the entire thing for the Democrats. Yep. And then yep. the Republicans can say the media, the Democratic Party, anybody who runs for Senate, anybody who runs for House that is defended and covered up for the president, they will use that saying bribes are okay with these people. Right. Bribes are okay with yep. these people. Yep. Anytime they inter- interview any Republican, you covered up for Biden's bribes. Mm-hmm. They plan to use it big. If they can prove it. Mm-hmm. And and I don't believe that they want Biden impeached. I think they want him to resign. They like yeah, Biden in right. there. They believe Biden is their best chance. But then again, Kamala Harris may be. But if they have to get to the point because they can prove that clearly it was a bribe, I think they want a resignation. Yeah, I think so. A forced resignation. And if they can prove it, it will come. Eight six six ninety red eye. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. What? The Biden administration uh, wants to punish schools that have archery? What? What? 
archery and uh, we'll we'll get to that coming up. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. also on the Pritzker thing out of uh, out of uh, uh, Illinois, where uh, non citizens can become police officers. Right. Yeah. More details okay. on that. Yeah. Yep. Coming up too. Oh, and Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Oh. Yeah. Kaepernick again. Right. Still trying to get in to the NFL. Okay. <laughs> he should buy some tickets. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Hi. Hello. I saw this story. I go, here we go. Here we go. Biden administration confirmed yesterday that it is withholding critical funds for elementary and secondary schools nationwide with hunting or archery programs in their curriculum. The Department of Education explained in a statement that its funding decision was based on the on what they say is the plain text interpretation of the bipartisan Safer Communities Act, which Congress passed and President Biden signed last year. After a string of mass shootings, the agency's interpretation means funding for shooting sport activities earmarked under the Elementary and Secondary Education Act of 1965 will be blocked across the country. The prohibition applies to all ESEA funds. A Department of Education spokesperson told Fox News Digital the prohibition went into effect immediately on June 25th and applies to all existing and future awards under the program, including the 21st Century Community Learning Centers, The department is administering the bipartisan law as written by Congress. Overall, the administration's decision to withhold funds for such programs may impact thousands of schools and millions of students. Fox News Digital reported uh, last week that federal guidance highlighting the Education Department's funding decision and interpretation of the law was circulated among hunting education groups earlier this year, sparking concerns about the future of hunting and archery programs in schools. Tommy Floyd, the president of the National Archery in the Schools Program, told Fox News Digital his organization boasts 1.3 million students from nearly 9,000 schools across 49 states who are enrolled in archery courses. Some of those schools have already canceled plans to include archery or hunting education courses in their curriculum due to the federal guidance. It's a negative for children. As a former educator of 30-plus years, I was always trying to find a way to engage students, Floyd said in an interview in many communities. It's a shooting sport, and the skills from shooting sports that help young people grow into responsible adults they also benefit from relationship 
with role models, according to the International Hunter Education Association. Hunter education courses train and certify more than 500,000 students annually. Such courses are the reason hunting-related injury rates have declined for years while uh, the population of deer, uh, wild turkey, and other species of uh, game have increased uh, uh, over the years. In June of 2022, the BSCA was passed with large majorities in the House and Senate before Biden signed it into the law. The push to pass the bill, which broadly seeks to promote safer, more inclusive, and positive school environments, according to the Education Department, came after a mass shooting at the grocery market in Buffalo, New York, and Uvalde, Texas. The legislation included an amendment to an ESEA subsection listing prohibited uses for federal school funding. The amendment prohibits ESEA funds from helping provide any person with a dangerous weapon or to provide training in the use of a dangerous weapon. Bet your Republicans didn't see this one happening, did they? Yeah, I, you know, this is nonsense. Um, are we going to, are we going to um, ban driver's ed in school? Because the number one cause of death amongst teenagers is car accidents. However, in a letter to the education secretary early this month, Senator John uh, Cornyn and Tom Tillis expressed concern that the agency is misinterpreting the provision which they said was included in the BSCA last year Mm. to withhold education funds for programs training school resource officers not to preclude funding for hunting and archery classes. School resource officer training was funded under a separate provision. Mm. So what they're saying is those education funds were not to be used for that, but were to be used... You know, there was another there was another legislation that was funding school resource officers. This funding was not to be used for that. And that's what they say. The Education Department is misinterpreting it. In addition, other GOP lawmakers have since blasted the Biden administration over the interpretation. Hunting has been a tradition since the beginning of human history. The Biden administration's decision to push its elitist values on the citizens of Tennessee are not going to fly, said Representative Mark Green who chairs the Homeland Security Committee, said in response, uh, this is shameful but not surprising, said Representative Dan Bishop. The Biden administration will take any opportunity to uh, stomp on your constitutional rights, even down to teaching kids archery and hunting skills. Hmm. The ESEA is the primary source of federal aid for elementary and secondary education across the country, According to the Congressional Research uh, Research Service, the BSCA earmarked an additional $1 billion for educational activities under ESEA. The Biden administration is defunding school hunting and archery programs. Yes, you read that right. Defunding them, said Representative Tom Tiffany of Wisconsin. Wisconsin students should not be pawns in Joe Biden's misguided crusade against American sportsmen. There you go. Hmm. Because we know that those kids involved in archery and hunting training are the ones that shoot up schools. Yeah. Um, look, this is, uh, once again, overreach. But it, it goes beyond just the overreach as it affects 
these students directly. It is the overreach in creating this, um, I don't know, image or reputation for this administration. And by golly, Joe's in charge. We don't need this. We don't need archery. Do they even know anything about archery? Are you kidding me? And hunting training. You know, one of the things, growing up a military brat, my dad was a cop in the military. And you were taught to respect weapons, and I mean it was a healthy respect. You knew the full potential of that weapon at a very early age. My children learned that at a very early age, and that's a healthy thing because when they know that, they don't want to go near it. You give them a healthy fear of what that weapon is capable of, and then you also train them when they are age-appropriate. You train, And by the way, that is very early. And you find the appropriate size weapon, and you train them so that they can see that when they handle that weapon and they shoot that weapon, you, when you're done, go get that target with them, and they look at the damage done to that target. They see and understand fully the potential of that weapon. That is nothing but a healthy education. You know, I've often talked about the fact that, uh, you know, my dad, <laughs> 97 years old, you know, they used to bring their guns and store them in their locker in high school. Mm-hmm. In the high school that I went to, yeah, they would store their guns there yeah. for shooting club after school. Right. Uh, uh, I'm guessing I was 9 or 10 when uh, I first shot, did target practice with my father's handguns. Mm probably nine or ten years of uh, of age yeah and um and uh you know i i remember it i mean i can still remember exactly where i you know where i was i remember you know taking the gun and, and holding it as a nine or ten year old and understanding the serious nature of it yeah you know wanting yeah. to do it but understanding the absolute serious nature uh of the uh the the gun Things have changed. I, I knew where my dad kept his guns. Uh, you know, I he, they were locked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I knew where the key was. Right. I wasn't an idiot. Right. You think we ever got the key and messed around with it? Nope. Absolutely not. No. No. Absolutely not. Never even thought of it. That was, you know, and and so uh, you know, I never really did. Well, I guess I did archery a couple times until, you, you know, you do it wrong and you... Yeah, end up hurting your hands. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> but I never did archery, but, I mean, these people are, and they're absolutely, they're, we need to get rid of archery. Archery yeah. needs to. Right. Why not and, get uh, Why not get rid of, uh, well, they've already done that to some extent. I was going to say, get rid of music in schools because some songs are sad and they make kids sad. I mean, we could music go, can be triggering. We could, yeah, we could music go. Music can be we could yeah. go all day on this. And the fact of the matter is that when you talk about a, a hunting classes, not only are you talking about the weapon itself—that's the first healthy respect that you learn. 
but then the healthy respect of those species that you're going to be hunting and why it's important to hunt that you are it is about the health of those species in controlling that population it's also should be i don't know about the these particular classes that are being taught in any particular school but also should be demonstrating that you should be if if you're hunting you should be or somebody should be if it is a an animal that is consumable you should be consuming that if you're going to kill it you should consume it and many hunters have that 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 practice i mean there are plenty of trophies in hunting and that's fine too but the fact of the matter is you're learning the entire equation as to why you should hunt why it's important to hunt now in today's world very few people i would love to see the numbers state by state on hunting licenses and and how the behavior has changed because what they want to do is they want to this is the extension of the overreach here is to set this mindset that oh, what do you what do you mean hunting Ooh, what do you mean archery well, that, no, no no that's bad oh remember but they used to allow that in schools they, oh no 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 we don't allow that in, no no oh you allow that in your home you teach that in your home oh no 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 they used to teach that in school we you start changing the mindset of people. That's that's their goal. Or remember the whole thing of uh, doctors need to ask you whether you own a weapon. Uh huh. Yeah. Because it's a health crisis. Right. No, this is this is it. So that they can make people start rethinking and and people because what they were seeing, what they've seen in recent years, is more and more people rank and file who vote Democrat that then consider their Second Amendment rights even in the wake of a horrific incident because they say to themselves, I want to be prepared, I want to be able to protect myself and my family. And the Demo- that scares the daylights out of the Democrats. They're trying to nip that in the bud. But the, the parents here should should protest the parents here should fight so that their kids can get these educations i'm guessing that the parents who whose children participate in those classes probably in the home also teach other but then again maybe not because you think about a a setting where all right um Maybe this in in this home, this child really doesn't isn't going to get that education, and they're interested in that, and they they're going to get that healthy education. That also has to be considered here. That they wouldn't get this healthy education otherwise, as to why people hunt. At archery, archery is a skill, but nope, sorry. Can't have it. 866-90-RED-EYE. 
Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. It's just so it's so stupid what it's so stupid what they're doing. Biden administration. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Well, again, you, you, what you try and do is build this mindset out that yeah. it's something that oh oh no that oh that's an outdated way of thinking. Oh, we, we would never that, teach that, that archery. That archery is archery. bad, and 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 uh, you know, sports shooting is 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 bad, and. Hunting training. Think about this. Mm. Something that the, <laughs> the left screams about constantly. Yeah, right. And whenever there's a hunting accident, there should be more like, training. There should like, be more. Well, and, and when you when you talk about that mindset, right? If that student is in, interested and takes that class, uh, because it's an elective. Now here in Texas, you have to have, I think, two hunting class credits before you graduate. <laughs> Not true. Um, but it, it's an elective, and so the it's it's the student that will often, you know, or maybe the parent uh, nudges or parents nudge the student and say, hey, you know, maybe this would be good. But either way, you, you go into it, and, and the, the student becomes curious about things, and, and it's going to be about safety. It's going to be, again, about the health of the species and why you hunt. It's going to be about, um, you know, a number of things. But but you, like with archery, your your Teaching them how to develop skills. You may say to yourself, well, they're not going to, with archery, they're not going to take that skill and make a living. I mean, they might, but the idea would be you're going to teach them how to develop skills with anything that they're doing that is of that nature. I hit a ball with a stick. Yeah, you're not going to make a living at that. I'm just, exactly. I mean, that, that was my point. It doesn't matter whether you're making exactly. It, it's you're, become it's becoming proficient. Ninety nine point nine percent of the kids playing sports right exactly. are not going to take it anywhere. Exactly, but they're learning skills. Training. They're they're right. they're learning about discipline. They're learning about uh, you know again how to develop skills, and that kind of mindset builds that critical thinking that prepares them in life in many ways. And so those are the but, of course, everything is about agenda, and you have to make this look uh, like, again, uh, oh, my gosh, no, I can't, I can't believe anybody. That's what they're trying to do. Once you start changing language, once you start banning certain activities and everything else, and they're in the past, they're in the rear view for a few years, oh, well, no, we don't say that anymore. We, oh, no, we don't do that anymore. You know, I, I would I would like to see how the the law is actually written, mm. and and a lesson to Republicans: stop being stupid. Yeah, understand that if you write something in any vague manner, the Democrats will take advantage of exactly. it. Even if it's not written in that manner, right. the Democrats will take advantage of it. You've seen how many times the president's been reversed by the Supreme Court for obviously unconstitutional yeah. uh, behavior. Right. So they don't care. Right. So don't help them. Right. Exactly. But I'd like to see how the text is actually written. Right. 
because they don't have it in the article, the exact text of the law. Right. Yeah, I would too. Um, but, you know, again, uh, it, does, it, it, it doesn't surprise me. This is their, interpret, uh, their interpretation at the mm-hmm. Department of Education. smart speakers say play red eye radio and if you're really nice she might red eye radio and he is our carly and i'm gary mcnamara 86690 uh red eye talking about the biden administration confirms it's withholding federal money to schools with hunting safety courses and archery Training yeah. or archery, whatever you call it, yeah, because they they played as a sport actually, right? Yeah, yeah. So archery is gone. Otherwise, you don't get federal funds. The administration is uh, is trying to make the case that that was the law that Congress passed. The Republicans say it is not. It was. There's a section in there that talks about no money is to go for uh, uh, dangerous weapon training. And the Republicans say, no, that's for school safety officers because we had other funding for that. So in this, we said the funding doesn't go to train school safety officers. So that's the training that we're talking about. We're not talking about shooting classes and archery classes. We never would have gone for that. And, And so this is, again, everything that we talk about with the left is let's get let's get them when they're young yeah 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 no that's and we talked about that uh look indoctrination is nothing new we've been in our line of work we've been talking about it uh but you've been talking about it since the late 1800s and we've been (laughs) repeating it over and over again because it comes around well, it's it's ever present. It actually is not never uh, gone. But the, the the idea is that now they it's with you with everything that's going on and teaching sexualized content to five year olds and 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 taking the parents out of the equation. Uh, this is inevitable. This is this almost seems like a softball move compared to some of the recent items. And yet it's still, again, part of the agenda and has to be. But the idea is to get those those minds, get control of those minds at a younger and younger age. That's that's the attempt. Does this mean that John Kerry can't dress up in camouflage anymore and, oh my and go hunting and say, I believe Remember in the that? Second Amendment Remember for that? hunting? I, I'm a hunter. <laughs> yes, I'm a hunter. So you can't do that anymore, huh? Now that's archery is bad, hunting is bad. I, yeah, yeah. Well, remember, you can't chew a pop tart into the shape of a gun. 
Remember that whole thing? <laughs> the Pop-Tart gun. The Pop-Tart gun. The kid gun. was suspended. You made a gun out of a Pop-Tart! <clears throat> I, I just chewed... It's a, it's a letter L. Looks like a gun to me. Well, maybe you need to calm down. <laughs> maybe, maybe... By the way, nice Brian Regan you did. Maybe. That. I know. I keep falling in. <laughs> maybe. Maybe they need to take the Red Bull machine out of the teacher's lounge. Maybe. <laughs> you know, when you think about it, coffee should be banned, too. Yeah. What? <laughs> you, you said it, and it was... I mean, it is a drug. I was... <laughs> and he was just, it is a drug. We should really ban all drugs. It is, it is a drug. Including caffeine. It's a sweet, sweet drug. <laughs> I have a bean on my back. Even radio coffee is a sweet, sweet drug. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a bean on my back. <laughs> it takes a minute because, oh, yeah. because I'm on caffeine. Okay. Yeah. And by the way. If I ever sell access to my dad, it's because I have a coffee problem. Um, but <laughs> my dad's going <laughs> to, who are all these people and what do they want from me? Oh, just see, just, what is, are we Wednesday yet? Okay, it's all over the place Tuesday. All over the place Tuesday, wandering Tuesday. Oh, my, Michael happy Re August. Michael Reagan said, my father was in office for eight years. Yeah. Yeah. I never ever thought about the fact that if I was talking to business partners, because this isn't where, you know, he's trying to make it seem like the father yeah. just happened to be there with the son. Right. No. He went and called his father and put him on. He yeah. said, in eight years, Michael Reagan said, I never did that. I would have never thought of doing something like that because I would know how inappropriate it would be. And the Democrats would have pounded on the presidency on Reagan, if I would have ever in doing any business deal had put my father, you know, called my father. Well, let's get my father on the line. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that, no. it, which is a great point because you have a healthy respect for the office and, you know, and and Michael Reagan knew and still knows boundaries. Biden, especially Hunter, clearly does not. Now, if I was the son of a president, eh, I might use my dad to get chicks. <laughs> show, show a picture of him. Hey, my, my dad. My hey, dad. You don't know me, but you know my father. Yeah. I'm looking better now, aren't I? Yeah, huh? huh? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a son, I'm a son of a POTUS. Huh? 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 I'm the first son. Huh? Hey, 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 babe, would you like to come see the Lincoln bedroom? Yeah. <laughs> Part of the first family. Not the second family right. over there <laughs> yeah. in the vice president's quarters over there at 1604 Pennsylvania Avenue <laughs> or wherever they live. I've accomplished nothing. But, hey, babe. Yeah. You should be interested in me because, hey, my dad's done something. My dad's accomplished I, something. <laughs> I don't have a job per se. <laughs> But you know who my dad is? <laughs> President of the United States. The United States. 
Now, I will admit, my dad did help me one time get a job. Yeah. My dad did help. He went, in, he went into Dunkin' Donuts, and there was a sign-up, Porter Needed, Part-Time Porter, you know, which is a yeah. janitor, clean okay. the toilets and stuff like I that. I haven't heard that word in a long time. Is yeah. that a northern thing? Is that a northern word? It seems like it. I don't it. know. Uh, they have porters in the south. We said janitor. Yeah. We I always said janitor too, but they had. But maybe for some it's just reason, generational. That it was well, no, that was only one of the few times I ever saw Porter because okay. I I went Porter. What's that? Janitor. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> well, I, I didn't know. And yeah, because to to me, and my dad walked. My dad walked in, talked to the manager, and said my son might be interested. My dad came home, told me, and I went in and got the job. So I have used my father to get the job to clean toilets. Wow. So you know, dad was. Ex- he could get me into the higher positions in you know any type of company whenever he wanted. Yeah, no, he's very influential. <laughs> very influential. You did work that few people did. Yes, at an early age. Yes. Well, I didn't... it was it. You could say you were in an exclusive group. Uh, yes, I think <laughs> a very very exclusive. Yeah, very exclusive uh, group. Right. You know, the thing was though, I was too stupid. I didn't know at the time that that was that I was too good for that job. Ah, you learned that years later. Years later, yes, yeah. from from the generation that came after me. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not going to do that type of d- demeaning work. What are you and, talking about? I did it. Oh, yeah. And Ooh. and and where did you end up in life? A talk show host. Work. See. Working with Eric Harley all night. Uh, I'm going to go home. I need a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Those, it, it's, uh, it is very interesting when you think about that. And, and Michael Reagan making a very solid point. Because most people in that position, I would think, would have a very healthy fear. You know, my dad was police uh, chief on an Air Force base that we lived on in uh, near Del Rio, Texas, Laughlin Air Force Base. So I couldn't get out of line, do anything like on my bicycle or when we took the my friend's mini bike out near the back gate <laughs> and the back gate of the Air Force Base along this dirt road and chased wild boars or the wild boars chased us and we weren't supposed to be back there. If my dad ever found that out, and I, would, I wasn't thinking, oh, if they catch us, I'll just tell them who my dad is. I was thinking, if they catch us, I'm going to let one of these wild boars eat me because <laughs> it will be less painful than what I have to go through at home. And so, but I can't imagine at that level. I can't imagine. You know, and it's, it is a different mindset. It's the arrogance that clearly runs through the Biden family, certainly with Hunter and Joe. I didn't, I didn't know of, and, and, and Bo Biden was not in the news, uh, as much as Hunter is today, but I can tell you with those two, though, with Hunter and Joe, that arrogance is, I mean, it's carbon copy. He is his dad's son. And it is that arrogance. Well, I think when I think about it, you know, because we got to, you know, my toilet cleaning job. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's demeaning. 
Then yeah. again, you think about it, because going back to the story where the Biden administration confirms it's withholding key funds for schools with hunting and archery courses, yeah. hunting safety courses and archery courses. Right. It's the same thing. They look at those things as very demeaning, you know, that you mm-hmm. shouldn't be. They actually look at those jobs as evil. Yeah, right. Not those jobs, but those courses as evil, that there's something negative about it, mm-hmm. that it's a negative. It's not a net positive. And, and when I was in Boy Scouts, the old Boy Scouts, mm-hmm. you know, the one thing in, you know, becoming an Eagle Scout was, and I still have confidence today that power goes out. And I don't care. I'm fine. Right. Yeah. You know, you're prepared. Yeah. You're, you're prepared for anything. And if you become proficient in things like archery and, 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 and shooting and, uh, you know, in Boy Scouts, you know, learning, you know, knife, you know, knife and, you know, cooking and fishing and, mm-hmm. you know, trapping, trapping all, all mm-hmm. those, yes, yep. all those, all yep. those kind of things yep. to survive. It just gives you, it gives you a great deal of confidence throughout your entire life. It changes your mindset you know? and it allows you even in an urban setting to apply the same. Okay. I know how to survive. What do I need to do it? What are the, yeah. how, what skills do I need to develop in order to uh, ensure my, my long-term survival? Right. And I'm not going to panic. I'm prepared. You know, I'm right. I've, you know, be prepared as the, what, the boy scout. I don't know yeah. what it is today. <laughs> be you. <laughs> be, be. <laughs> <laughs> love is love. <laughs> Be you. I like that one. <laughs> From be prepared to be you. Be you. Just be you. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> no, but I mean, just, and and you you think about it, you know, the you know hunting safety uh, hunting safety courses becoming becoming proficient uh, in the concept of self sufficiency. Yeah, because that's how I that's how I view it. I view yeah. all those things. As it, which are all good, positive things, right? Yeah, that we should be teaching, you know, more kids. Yes, and yes. and it's uh, you know it's just unfortunate. But and when, you, when I, you, I'm I'm just waiting that if you if you sponsor you know FFA in any of these classes because of global warming, you're not going to get federal funds either. Right. Seriously? No, that's no, that's, that's a great point. That's a great point. Because you saw Kerry the other day. We need to reduce. It's like, yeah, sh- you need to shut up. We need right. we need to reduce carbon output from agriculture. Right. But you know what's dangerous to them too is you just. I, I think you hit on it. It's they fear too the the culture of independence. If you develop skills and learn how to develop skills, and you are in in your life and preparing for life and you go out into the world, you have greater independence. And that mean that means you're more of a free thinker. Ooh, 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 ooh. We'll get we'll talk more about that. All right. That's good. Eight six six ninety red eye. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio toll free at eight six six ninety red eye. It's Red Eye Radio, 
He is Eric Carley, and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. The craziness uh, uh, continues, talking about the Biden administration confirming it will withhold key funds for schools with archery or hunt, hunt, uh, hunting uh, safety courses. Oh, oh and, I, I, and now, now the governor of Illinois oh. signed a bill that will allow non-U.S. citizens to become police officers. You and I were talking off yeah. the air. Yeah, is that yeah. constitutional? Yeah, right. No, I, I, I do. We do have a question about that. Uh, and you know, can a non-citizen enforce mm. the law? In, right. Not only enforce, enforce the, the law, law. Mm. but be empowered. Because they are a police officer to take away your rights. Right. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, 86690-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Thanks for being here. You know, you made a point as we were talking about the Biden administration confirming that it's going to withhold education funds to schools with uh, hunting safety courses or archery courses. Yeah. And uh, they say, well, that's the law that you passed. And the GOP says, no, it's not. That's not what we passed at all. Yeah. yeah no. You guys are reading something into the law that's not there right. at all. And but you you made a point because we were we were talking about how things like archery or hunting, uh, uh, you know, safety courses just in general. I was talking about when I was in Boy Scouts and everything else, uh, you know, and you learn one of the great things is the confidence that you have to learn to survive on your own. Yeah. Electricity goes out. You know, you're prepared because you learn that when it when and you made the great point, you said, and I think this is true. That we live in a society where the left does wish you to conform. Yes. You know, they we we know and we've talked about the pathology of dependency. And the modern Democratic Party depends on the pathology of dependency. Right. You depend yeah. on the government. Yeah. Yep. And if you uh, if you wish to be in activities that are about your autonomy, and we spent a lot of time on the show talking about this, and this goes to the Democrats and their identity politics that is judging people by groups and not individuals. Now, the ultimate goal, I believe, of every human being is to be autonomous. Now, you are you. Yep. Skin color doesn't matter. Eye color doesn't matter. Nationality doesn't matter. Right. Uh, No size matters. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Mm. None of it it matters. Mm -hmm. All that matters is your autonomy, your individuality, your your content, your individual uh, content of your character, that's what matters. That's in a free society is what we all should be looking at. And all of those, the, the training that we talk about, becoming self-sufficient, gives you the confidence to do what? Understand that you are in control of your own life. You get to decide whether you succeed or whether you don't. It is the opposite of dependency which liberalism 
absolutely relies on. Yep. So I'm so I'm so glad yep. you brought that up yep. because I do think that that is part of it. Because why would you do that? There's nothing wrong with archery. There's nothing wrong with shooting. There's nothing wrong with hunting safety classes. No, no. It's about it is about because it. I don't consider it to be a culture, though, you know, the left will use the gun culture. Uh, in this case, when you talk about the what you are helping those students develop with these skills, it really leads to a greater independence in life if they develop properly. You learn, okay, what do I have to do here? What? What do I have available to me in this situation? And what skills can I use that I already have? Or what skills do I need to develop to better survive situations like this? And I'm talking about in an office setting, in a, anything in life. You're teaching them how to develop skills, not the, just those skills. And that builds a greater independent spirit in those kids that become adults and we can't have that well when you talk about uh and and again it's just the tip of the iceberg here Mm. uh but when you talk about courses and things that you know make you self-sufficient i talk about you know being a boy scout and learning to survive and knowing that i could survive out in the woods if the lights go out i don't care i'm going to find a way to survive right why because i've prepared well when you prepare and and by the way when i was you know when you you talk about whether it was uh, you know, hunting safety, uh, you know, archery that, you know, did all that in, in, uh, in, in Boy Scouts and, and, you know, uh, you know, fishing and, uh, you know, all those things that you need to survive, you know, yeah. everything out there by yourself. You build confidence. You also become a critical thinker. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You become all of, all of it is, you know, all these things that you're taught that is about, look, you know, and, and think about it. Just, raising kids when you're raising kids are you raising kids uh to be dependent on you or is the ultimate goal to kick them out of the nest and have them prepare for the real world well if you do that then you want them to have their own identity which is you're you right liberalism is the complete opposite of that right everything is about your identity and and when and and when you get to the point and I think this is looking at the entire, you know, the uh, our entire society and, and and what the goal and and what some of the um, uh, results are by what we've been doing in society that you've convinced, for example, you can't convince a critical thinker that a biological man can be a biological woman. You can throw, throw every type of BS and guilt at them. They're going to say, sorry, get out of here. Right. You know? I'm a critical thinker. I know how to run my life. I right. want to run my own life. Right. I don't want you to run my own life. I don't want you to run my life. Not, <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to be dependent on you. I don't want to be dependent on you. I want to be dependent on me. Mm-hmm. And and so all of those things in there is exactly what liberalism hates. They oh, yeah. despise oh, it. Sure. You must agree with the thought process that we all agree with. Anybody ever read A Wrinkle in Time? Madeline Langle's book. Mm-hmm. Read it when I was a 
read it when I was a kid and, and uh, was it Kamazots or whatever. They, they were everybody. I mean, they mm-hmm. go into the town. Everybody's dribbling to basketball while mm-hmm. the kids are out there. Everybody mm-hmm. is the same. Conformity is what you want. Right. Well, all these things where you get into the outdoors, you know, all these things and the, 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 the training that I got in, in Boy Scouts to get you outdoors is not just to get you outdoors. It is to prepare you for, for real life, but it's also to help mold the mind not to conformity, but autonomy. It's autonomy. Uh, it's, it is empowerment. Yes. If, if you think of the thought of, a faith-based thought of, if you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. If you teach a man to fish, you feed him for life. This idea is a real empowerment. Now, the left has overused that word empowerment for a long time because what they're saying is, well, we have the power and we'll we'll just kind of lend it to you as long as you stay with us. True empowerment is a person who is fully autonomous because they know how to, they have the skills necessary. And it is critical thinking skills, analyzing skills, it requires that when you're the hunting safety course, I think is paramount. First of all, it's when you, when you use the word safety, that has to be the first goal for young minds. That has to be the first goal, but then you get in again to the health of the species and everything else. But then, all right, your entire environment here, what am I dealing with? Okay. I've got wind. I've got, uh, I've got terrain, um, the species that I'm hunting, uh, uh, what is it that I'm going after here? Why am I going after? Why is it necessary to the health of that species, which, again, is part of the entire ecosystem, for those on the left? And that entire approach is a true empowerment approach where you are, are then that those those children are going out as adults, eventually going out. The goal is for them to go out with those skills and to have that autonomy. Because when they do that, they often become educators in some way, whether they're going to be a, an actual teacher or not. They're going to share those skills. They're going to teach other people along the way. They're going to teach lessons along the way because they realize the importance of that as well. Did you see me laughing over here when you said, mm. "Let me lend you some empowerment mm. <laughs> for a while, as 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 as, as long as uh, you stay with the narrative, yeah, stay right but, beside but, me, and, so and you'll be you'll, so, you'll always be on your own." So I'm lending you empowerment. Yeah, exactly. That made me laugh. That's no. why I was over with a yeah. big smile on my face. I was like, "That's well, a great line." It, let me lend you empowerment. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll it, give you it, some it, empowerment if, if you follow the narrative, or we'll yeah. give you some. Don't go empowerment. too far. Though. Yeah, don't don't go too far. Stay right here. Stay right here. Don't don't think don't think too much on 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 your own. So, well, re- remember the one uh, uh, speech. I forget what university it was at, but Obama. Now, don't go out into the world and you know get get too far into that the the the, the computer world or, or don't spend too much time on the computers. He really couldn't help himself. What he's saying is, hey, don't go out there and get actually, don't actually get educated. Don't go Google the answers and find out that this four years that you spent on this crap in this university is wrong. <laughs> we can't have that. 
you got to stick close to us. We'll tell you what's right and wrong. We'll tell you what you need. We'll get you what you need. You don't need any more than that. Wealth? Oh, nobody needs more than one deodorant. By the way, that's untrue. Some people need more than one. <laughs> By the way, if Bernie. people don't remember that, Bernie Sanders actually said that's a problem in our society. Yeah, too many Because choices. there's too many choices like deodorant. There shouldn't yeah. be that many choices. Right. So the state will regulate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If the market wants right. 50 types of deodorants, right. that's fine. Right. Well, and and the idea of, and this new approach, not new approach. Figures, by the way, figures he'd talk about, he'd want less deodorant, though. Right. I just wondering. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> by the way, does he not remind you of uh, Larry David? No, did you find out that they actually are distant cousins? Because he, Larry David played him on SNL. No way. Yeah, they're distant cousins. It's true. True story. They found out. I, I think Ancestry I helped I forgot them. he... I, yeah. I completely yep. forgot Larry David yeah. did him. Yes. I just was. And they're I, actually related. I forgot about yeah. that. that oh, funny? wow, that's right. He did. But that is but that is the approach. And and the whole idea of, oh, you shouldn't have so much wealth. Again, demonizing the wealth so that, that people look at it and go, oh, oh, no, 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 I can't have that much wealth. That's, ooh, that's too much. You know, it reminds me of the MASH episode where Hawkeye was, you know, fumbling the gun and they were being Jeez. shot at by a sniper. Yes. I'm not going to shoot at the enemy. Yeah. Right. That was, yeah. That was, a, you know, some MASH episodes were great. Yeah. Some were stupid times a million. That was stupid times that, a million. To me, that is that is the one that, was the that one. gets the stupid award above all others. Yeah. But the idea, that idea of, oh, no, 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 people shouldn't have that kind of wealth. That could... You know who talks like that? Socialists. Well, it's also the fact that if you have, uh, w- you know, if you have wealth. You have independence. You know, if you have wealth. Well, we've talked about that many times before about capitalism. If you have wealth, then you can decide where you go in life. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons. And, and you can have power and control. And that power and control is not in government, which is the reason why we believe in private property here right, in the United right. States. Exactly. And and so it's it's more than that. But also the fact that. If you do have money, and then people, well, you're materialistic. Well, I don't think I'm that materialistic. I've, I've often said I could never live in a huge mansion, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I too much I, to keep up with. But yeah, number one, that one. Number <laughs> number two, thirty foot ceilings, yeah, and a marble entranceway. I'll never get that cobweb. No. No, I'll never no. get that cobweb. I, I can hand, I can handle a nine foot ceiling. Yeah. In my one room, I have a 13-foot ceiling. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's a bit too high. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like something to be homey. Right. Uh, but but, it, it, but it's like you, you make ju- – they, wa- they want to make judgments on everything mm-hmm. and make it a negative connotation judgment. Oh, you have a right. little bit of wealth. Right. Why do you have this? Why do you have this? Well, hunting is bad. This is bad. This. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you know who's bad? Someone who sits there and bitches all day mm-hmm. and judges other people. Right. And has no information whatsoever, or completely ignorant of those people and what they believe their purpose in life is. Exactly. Maybe you're the problem. Yeah. And over and over again, you know who saves them when they fall and they can't swim and they can't survive on their own? The, the people paying, the productive people paying taxes. The people paying taxes, the people who know how to hunt, the people who yeah. have archery skills. Mm-hmm. Those are the people. 86690-RED-EYE. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at J.J. Keller, and I'm here to share a tip on speed and space management. 
In order to manage speed, you need to understand the four factors involved in stopping a vehicle. Perception distance is the distance a vehicle travels from the time you see a hazard until your brain recognizes it. The perception time for an alert driver is approximately three-fourths of a second. Reaction distance is the distance a vehicle travels from the time your brain tells your foot to move from the accelerator until your foot hits the brake pedal. The average driver has a reaction time of three-fourths of a second. Brake lag distance also needs to be taken into account. When operating a vehicle with air brakes, it takes about half a second for the mechanical operation to take place. Finally, braking distance is the distance it takes a vehicle to stop once the brakes are applied. Braking distance is affected by the weight, length, and speed of the vehicle, as well as road condition. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller and Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Let us go to Brian in Las Vegas uh, about the... Uh, hi, Brian. You're on. Yep. Yeah. Welcome. Hey. Hey. How are you? Thank you. So far, so good. Uh, where would talk radio be without tangents and digressions? <laughs> yeah, anyway. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are great. I Thanks. digress. Um, yes, go ahead. <laughs> my, da- yeah. my dad did have to see his first sergeant once when I did something stupid on a base and mm. it never happened again after that. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah, the, the whole thing that they're pulling right now, and I'll use a word they like to use on the second amendment folks all the time. They think they have found a loophole. If they can get the idea of archery and weapons and such out of the minds that are younger, quicker, they'll never miss it. They won't worry about all the regulations that come down after that. Right. But there's lots of states where hunter education is required before you can apply for a license, including the state I'm in. Mm. I got mine back in the early 80s, and I still have the original card. Mm. But what's that going to do to all of the skeet and trap teams across the U.S.? Yeah. They've got all those to consider. They've got lots of those. I mean, that, that's insane. Right. Yep. Yeah. I don't, I'm, they're just trying to get it out of their minds. The younger they can get it out of their minds, then when they keep saying as they get older, well, you haven't missed it all this time, and so why would you miss it if we add this regulation or rule or take exactly. this away? Exactly. You haven't had it all this time, so what's the big deal? No, that's a great point in that, you know, part of the effect is, all right, uh, you know, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. And, eh, you don't yeah. need it. You don't need it. So, yeah. And I would hope that the schools and the people that are involved in the schools that actually enjoy it would say, okay, um, how about if we just fundraise it and do it on our own? We're right. not taking your funds and putting it towards it, so don't you can't can you stop that? Hmm. Shouldn't be able to. Right. Well, yeah, but, if yeah, you but I mean, uh, you I, you I might I, I I think you might because that's the point. If it's part of the curriculum, whether it's paid for by the federal yeah. funds or not, you lose the federal funding. Yep. So even if you wish to self fund it, they want to pull it. Yep. That phrase, part of the curriculum, is the other loophole they like to throw in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got my first, I got my first weapon at eight years old. Went hunting that Christmas day, and I learned, I learned at an early age. 
and it was unfortunately it was in Pritzker's territory. Mm. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll, 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 we'll get. Age, we'll, I mean, we were. Yeah, we'll get to that story here in Crazy. just a couple of minutes. The, hey, Pritz, thanks, the, Brian. the, the Pritzker story. Thank you. Yeah, as, as uh, we talk about the Biden administration confirming it's withholding federal funds for schools with archery or hunting safety classes. Yeah. And, and I didn't know. I, I Frankly, I was surprised at the numbers of students uh, that are, you know, enrolled in archery classes and hunting, yeah. hunting safety classes. Right. Uh, yeah, sure. Let me see. Uh, the president natural, national archery uh, in schools program told Fox News Digital his organization has 1.3 million students in 9,000 schools across 49 states. Wow. Which is the one state that doesn't have mm. it? Mm. New York, Illinois, mm. California. I bet it's, <laughs> I'm guessing New York, maybe Illinois. You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. And he is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, Pee Wee Herman dying at the age of 70 and had cancer. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't, I don't remember knowing that. I'm guessing he kept it quiet. Uh, it it looked like in the press release that that he had not shared it, uh, so I don't think it leaked out anywhere. I I don't remember learning that before yesterday. Same here. Yeah. So, uh, a number of things that uh, that he did. I mean, obviously Pee Wee's Playhouse. Uh. Larry, not Lawrence, Larry Fishburne on that show. Uh, then he kind of went on to, I mean, he did some, he did a dramatic role. You were talking, we were talking off the air about uh, the oh, movie Blow. In Blow. He was yeah. great in Blow. He played Hunter Biden and it was just spot on. No, no, he played somebody else. Uh, he, Sorry. He, 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 uh, he played the guy that they first met on the West Coast who was basically got him their, their pot. Right, right. He, they didn't get into yeah. cocaine at that point. Right. But he was just a uh, – I'll never forget watching – I'm like, that looks like Pee Wee. Nah, just yeah. some guy who looks like him. Some other actor. It's like, right. oh, no, it is. Yeah. It is him. And yeah. – um, <laughs> but uh, Paul he, Rubens is his Yeah, name. Paul Rubens. Yeah, I mean, he had – and, and uh, but it was that was a great role. I mean, I, I thought it was a great role that uh that he had in that but uh you know he had his troubles you know i mean that the movie mm. the movie theater the movie theater adult movie theater, theater incident where I, I i'll put this gently I'll, I'll i'll do it in the seinfeld reference he was not master of his domain yeah in case yeah. probably a lot of people that didn't know that you know they because probably was, when was that in the 90s i think so yeah, I think so. Are you looking it up because I don't know if I want to know? Uh, no, actually, <laughs> I wasn't. 
Uh, I was, was going it? to his IMDb page. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was looking to move on from that. <laughs> yeah. was arrested for indecent exposure 32 years ago yeah and it's like wow yeah wow he was on an episode of the connors in 2019 really yeah i didn't know that i don't watch any tv first run tv anymore yeah neither do i yeah hey speaking of that Hmm? Uh, anybody affected by the uh, writers and actors strike? Oh, is that is that still going on? <laughs> They're still picketing. Okay, no. Oh, you know something? Since we're talking about uh, labor deals that didn't work out because they just did it, we didn't talk about we we need just economically speaking and yeah, uh, uh, yellow trucking. Yeah, going uh, under. Uh, it's interesting because. Uh, so, uh, those in the trucking industry know about, uh, the, the announcement it, many that follow, if you follow financial news, you read about it or saw it over the weekend, uh, but yellow corporation, yellow trucking, uh, they are, they were the third largest less than truckload carrier LTL for short truckload carrier. That means they basically combine shipments on, on trucks for multiple customers on any single uh, truck or trailer. And it, there's been the, the trucking industry right now, you could say definitely is, is having a recession there. It's, it is not good, Uh, but they're back and forth with the Teamsters and they had 22,000 Teamsters on board. A lot of people are pulling or are pointing to that. I don't know if that was the straw that broke the camel's back, uh, because it was they negotiated a deal recently, and or they were going to Teamsters were going to go on strike, and ultimately, and and anytime there there are union negotiations. You know, it's gonna it's gonna hurt. There's gonna be some kind of impact. There has to be concessions one way or the other. And in today's world, I don't know. I told you off the air. I don't know how a company that big with tens of thousands of trucks. I don't know how they manage logistically a less than truckload company that size. That's crazy. With I multiple know. customers on each, each of those truck, right? Trailers. That would that to me would be that that's got to be a madhouse, and and there's probably a, a lot of learning on my part uh, that needs to take place of that. Or is this a sign that it was the expenses were coming were becoming too great, uh, and so I don't know how much of it was their negotiation with the Teamsters, but they do uh, the I say they the editorial board. At the Wall Street Journal writes, when struggling yellow corporations sought financial concessions from its union employees this year, Teamsters president Sean O'Brien refused and refused and tweeted the image of a gravestone in a cemetery with yellow on it. The word yellow 
Congratulations, Mr. O'Brien. Again, this is the editorial board at the Wall Street Journal. The trucking firm said Sunday it's preparing to file for bankruptcy and some 22,000 Teamsters could lose their jobs. This is a company that was almost a century old. They were 99 years old. And the third largest LTL company. Even massive companies that have been around for a long time fall as a result of mismanagement or a shift in the economy or whatever might be going on. I would have to have somebody who is uh, probably a a uh, bookkeeping forensics expert go into the yellow books and tell me uh, exactly what was the tipping point, how much of it was the Teamsters negotiation, how much of it was mismanagement on other well, levels. The Teamsters negotiation was really a part of, of, of the uh, them not uh, uh, paying certain benefits. Right. Mm-hmm. They were they were falling behind on payments for like pensions and things like yeah. that. And that and that then, tells me that this was inevitable. They were headed this way, regardless. Now, a number of companies have, uh, in recent years, especially uh, that have union employees, have closed their doors. And the question with me is, okay, were they always headed that way? Or was the weight of those union contracts just too great? And I can't tell you here. But I can tell you that if you're an owner-operator in the trucking industry, right now you're struggling, likely. Not all, because nothing applies to all. But a lot of the trucking industry right now is struggling. I have some very good friends that are out there and they were able to get on board with another trucking company. And instead of booking their own loads right now, they're working with that company. And that's something that they haven't done in years, if ever at this level. And the, so that's the difference for an owner operator that's out there with their own authority and they're booking their loads. I have friends that have done LTL. In fact, uh, Mark from the TV show, uh, shipping wars, uh, LTL, you just, you, if you learn how to do it right, I mean, Mark had the, had it down and, and made a good living at doing that. Uh, I haven't talked to him in a while, but he made a good living at, at doing that. So, uh, it certainly can be done, but the economy, the ebb and flow of the economy, inflation is hitting everybody. It's hitting everything and it changes the way that we consume things. And it changes the logistics of delivering those things. So now you have this massive corporation. And I would love to see the analysis in the, in the coming days uh, about that, uh, about how much of it was the long-term weight of what they had to provide Teamsters and how much of it was just simple mismanagement, how much of it was the effect, the after effect of COVID trucking ran hard during COVID. And then as we come out of it, the inflation is that we're all feeling had its effect on trucking and trucking right now is going through this slump. And I don't know where that upside is. I've talked to many. I don't know where, where that is, where rates start to come back.
to that point. Yellow had many customers, including Walmart. They had a, a huge list. Now, it's likely that this that the company is going to be, and this is this is what happens. Your assets are uh, are, are sold off, and and people show up at the door, and they they take contracts, they take a number of things. Uh, but my question again is is how much of it is, or is it just the perfect storm, where a company this size doing what they do, and also being uh, uh, heavily bonded to the and 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 and, and connected with or i guess um what would you say uh obligated to these union contractors or, or contracts then is it that perfect storm i again i can't tell you i don't know because i can't see their books right now but we can see this massive it, it was kind of an eye-opener on sunday when it came across we didn't mention it on yesterday's program we were talking a lot about the the devon archer thing here but this is an indication as to what's going on in trucking, an indication as to what's going on in the economy, and, and quite possibly an indication as to what the future is uh, for the Teamsters in trucking. I mean, the Teamsters has been, I have a friend of mine who's a retired Teamster, loved his gig, loved, loved, loved being a part of that union. And the question is, where's the future for the Teamsters? Is it going to be with another company? Is it, you know, these 22,000 that are out of jobs now, it, it, are those jobs then going to be somewhere else in union? be interesting to see the business model that they actually had and where they thought it might be going. Yeah. Yeah. J- just because they didn't ship, you know, well, what, what do they call it when you, L- when you... LTL? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Less than truckload. Right. right. Um, well, there, there's that, and as they point out, the editorial board points uh, of Wall Street Journal points out here during the early 2000s, Yellow took advantage of cheap financing to acquire competitors, but a heavy debt load nearly drove it bankrupt during the 2008 financial panic. Now they did, by the way, get some government money. Uh, creditors exchanged debt for equity, but Yellow's hefty labor costs continued to drag it down. Uh, losses mounted. Yellow restructured again in 2019 with the help of a $600 million loan. Well, gee, what happened right after 2019? Uh, Then the pandemic hit, as they write here at the Wall Street Journal. Yellow's speculative credit rating prevented it from tapping into the Federal Reserve's corporate credit facilities. Lobbied by Congress, the Trump administration extended Yellow a low-cost $700 million national security loan to make pension and health care payments and capital investments. Uh, Democrats now criticize the Trump administration for misusing the CARE Act's or the CARES Act's national security loan program. But as Congressional Oversight Commission report noted in June, quote, whenever Congress gives the executive branch billions of taxpayer dollars and enormous discretion to hand them out, it is understandably difficult for the executive branch to resist the urge to do so. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. End quote. Oh, my. Yeah. That is. uh, That's almost like 
some type of gaslighting. I'm not well, sure it's, what. It's kind weird. Of... <laughs> well, they just couldn't help it. Yeah, it's like they, it's they, like they you... mean these billions of dollars. It's like so... it's like Coke. <laughs> I just you the know. Coke was just sitting there. I, it was, was a I big pile. I, I was had helpless. To do it. <laughs> Go on to right here. Uh, well, we're out of time here, but uh, it, it's. I just think I, I do. Wa- <laughs> that was great. I do. <laughs> What am I going to do about it? But, uh, yeah, we'll see where those Teamsters land. Uh, we'll learn more in the coming days. Eight six six ninety red eye Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. and I'm Gary McNamara. You were just uh, talking about during the break that yeah. uh, yellow trucking. So they secured that Treasury loan, and they were trying to reduce labor costs as the volumes fell in trucking earlier this year. They weren't able to do that with the unions. And then they the threat of the strike ultimately ran a lot of their customers off recently, and then revenues just rapidly declined, according to the Wall Street Journal. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 